0: This is The Guardian.
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.
3: I'm Jonathan Friedland, columnist for The Guardian, and this is Politics Weekly America. This is the third episode in our special midterm election series. We've done Georgia and Ohio, and we've come now to Pennsylvania. We're here, and so it seems is everyone else. For this, the climax of the midterm campaign, three presidents, former or current uh, by my count, other big names, big hitters, and in a way that's because even though Georgia was close and even though Ohio is close, in some ways it does all come down to Pennsylvania. Both sides think this state will hold the key to who controls the United States Senate and therefore the agenda of the American government for at least the next two years. It's down to the wire. It's down to Pennsylvania. We are in Pittsburgh, a classic post-industrial city. This was the city that was king of steel back in the day. You can see the signs of the old industrial wealth here, but it's fallen on much harder times. But it finds itself in the dead centre of events. Uh, Just today, there is a big rally going on, addressed by former President Barack Obama, who has become a huge draw in this midterm election cycle. It's kind of Obama unbound. He's more fluent, funnier. Uh, more punchy than he ever was or perhaps could be when he was president himself so he's a big draw and he's here to advocate for in some ways defend the democrat senate candidate which is john fetterman figure of the left very charismatic huge tall man tattooed he doesn't look anything like a regular politician little goatee beard a lot of people had very high hopes for him to do well here as a different kind of democrat The problem came for him in the summer when he had a stroke. The spin at the time was, don't worry, he's going to get over it, he'll be back fighting fit. But recently in this campaign, he did a TV debate against his Republican opponent, the TV doctor, Dr Oz, Mehmet Oz, and he just came off pretty poorly. He was clearly struggling, finding it hard to sort of process information.
4: I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking.
3: A lot of unfinished sentences. And even people who I've spoken to in this city who like him and wanted to vote for him said, maybe the guy needs to take some time out and do some healing. I've heard that from a few people. So Obama was here to boost a candidate who's become something of an underdog. Even President Biden, who hasn't done that much on the ground campaigning in the key battleground states, he's doing a rally together actually with Obama and Fetterman later on in the day. So it's all go here uh, as people crisscross the state trying to make their final pitch for these two Senate candidates and really a surrogate battle of red and blue of Republican versus Democrat all coming down to this state. So Obama's in Pittsburgh. We do have to leave Pittsburgh. The logistics are such that we cannot be simultaneously here and elsewhere in the state where flying in on his big jet plane is the Republicans' biggest hitter Donald J. Trump. So we're going to drive now to the Trump rally. It's an evening rally. He's not going to be uh, on stage till 7pm. And yet, I look at my watch, it's only half past one in the afternoon. We are leaving madly early because, for one thing, the venue's outside Pittsburgh an hour, hour and a half away. But also, they are very hard line in the Trump campaign. I'm calling it that because, in a way, it's his own campaign that journalists, press, have got to get there hours before. They've told us we've got to be there 3 p.m. No latecomers will be admitted if we're any later. And that means four hours of waiting. Now, to me, this is quite a new thing, because when I was covering him as a candidate back in 2016, he couldn't lay down the law like that to make demands like that. So you'd be fine getting there an hour or so before. Since then, since he's been president, and the sort of circus around him has got bigger and bigger and bigger, And partly I think it's to do with his agenda against the press. I think he kind of quite likes punishing the press, putting them in their place and making it really difficult. So on we go now to the Arnold Palmer Airport in the rural, less populous part of the state of Pennsylvania. This is where the election campaign of 2022 is coming down. The big stars are in Pennsylvania.
2: Down. Oh, press park oh you're yeah, over here
1: Great. so anywhere you can find well, a can place see you press over here. Parking. very good yes thank sir. You. thank you for you your help. Thank
3: you. now i know this is unlikely but if you can try and imagine in your mind a cross between glastonbury festival and a trump rally you'll have some idea of the scene here in western pennsylvania we're outdoor in a giant field Huge sort of rigs of equipment being set up, giant screens, floodlights, loudspeakers, and lots and lots of flags, which is a Glastonbury thing, but not these kinds of flags. These are one American flag after another. And then people have brought their own banners with all the slogans Trump 2024, make America great again, obviously. People wearing t shirts, not vaccinated, fully protected, I am politically correct and just devotion to Donald Trump. And it's a thing among the Trump people to dress up. But people are coming here for a day out. They know they're going to have to wait four or five hours. That doesn't seem to deter them at all. On the contrary, I think that's probably part of the appeal. Well, while we're waiting, and it is going to be a long wait, um, we're going to see what some of the people who have come here have to say. It is a windy day, uh, as you may be able to hear. It's quite loud with that music uh, going on, But let's see what, what's brought them here.
5: Uh, my name is Jo Beth Ward. I live in Pittsburgh, actually the Bloomfield section of Pittsburgh, which is Little Italy. And I'm here because I am a major Trump supporter and I'm red all the way.
3: You're red all the way and you got the, you're wearing red. I'm wearing red. And you've got the American flag wrapped around your neck. as yeah. like a, it's like a scarf. What's the thing about dressing up? I notice everyone here is dressed up. Is that part of the festivities? Here?
5: I think it is. I think it's to show that you're part of something bigger than yourself. You so know.
3: It feels like kind of a movement.
5: Yes, it does. It does.
3: And so what does it do for you being surrounded by your fellow Trump people?
5: I, we made so many friends standing in line because we've been here since probably 7.30 this morning.
6: No.
5: Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah and we have made so many friends and we're all gonna hang out together at the rally and, and just have a good time. So these are wonderful, wonderful events.
2: I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I live in Beaver County.
3: Great, did we get, I didn't catch you, but did you say your name You said...
2: uh, John Daniels.
3: Very good, so why have you come out today? Uh,
2: to uh, support
3: Trump. And what is it about him that makes you wanna come? I to... think
2: he's great, I think he's great. Best thing that ever happened in the United States. Just because uh, he's a professional businessman. He don't take no bull off of nobody. This clown we have in office right now, he might stay in the basement and go to sleep.
3: So you being here is about support for him, for Donald Trump? Correct. Yes. And what about the man who's actually on the ballot here in Pennsylvania, Dr Oz? What do you think of him? Oh,
2: I think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's awesome. Everybody's against him. He's this, he's that. Well, they don't
3: really know. He's a doctor. Donald Trump has said he's going to tell us soon whether or not he's running again. How much do you want him to run again?
2: 100%. Him and Grisantis. Yeah, from Florida. So it's 50-50. I mean, if Trump don't run, DeSantis does, I'll vote for him.
0: Uh, Tina Datesman from Bedford, Pennsylvania, um, to support President Trump.
3: And so the candidate here is Dr. Oz. What do you think about him?
0: President Trump endorsed him. I'm going with that.
3: So the fact that President Trump endorsed him, that's good enough for you? Yes, it is. What about the fact that he hasn't lived here all that long?
0: It just doesn't matter. Um, he's, He's an American... He is, stands for the things that I I agree with, and he's way better than Fetterman.
3: And when you say the things you agree with, give me two or three of those things that... Uh,
0: uh, let's see. Ab- abortion. Yes. Um, Uh, the the gender, all of the gender
3: information,
4: um, I don't know. My name is Brian Hopple, but I'm actually from West Virginia. I come an hour and a half to be up here.
3: Okay. And why did you do that?
4: Because I want our country to go back to the way it should be. We, We want a country that's run by the people, for the people. We don't want a country run by politicians. And why did coming here help that? I wanted to be supportive of Donald J. Trump because we want him back in office, we want him to run again.
3: So what is it you want to hear from Donald Trump tonight?
4: I want him here to hear him say he's ready to get back in there and run again or that he's got a way of getting in there before then.
3: Well, what would that
1: be?
4: Kick the rest of them out of there because in my opinion on January 6th he should have told them to run them all out of town so when you saw what happened on January 6th, you were thinking,
3: yeah, go for it.
4: Oh, yeah, because I know what happened on January 6th. My daughter and friends were down there, and he was still talking why they were accusing him of running people in there. The people that were there for him were still listening to him. Those were imposters, and I know this for factual information. I called my friends down there and said, what's going on at the Capitol? My friend says, we're not at the Capitol. We haven't marched up there yet. We're still watching him. He's still talking. I said, well, that's what it shows on TV. But it's also showing that they're breaking into the Capitol. And they're like, not the Trump people. The Trump people are still standing here. Because if you've ever been to a real Trump rally, they don't leave the rally till he's done speaking.
3: I, I, I mean, I'm sure you, I think I know the answer to this. But in terms of 2020, who do you think won the election in 2020? Uh,
4: I don't think I know Donald Trump won by a landslide.
6: Uh, My name is Stephanie Wald. I'm from Nebraska. And I am here today, uh, I guess, fighting for our freedom, uh, fighting for truth and justice, and making sure that as we move forward in this country and this world that um,
3: everything happens as it should moving forward. Have you come all the way from Nebraska today?
6: We were at the Sioux City-Iowa rally two days ago. So I left Nebraska and was at that rally. And then we got up early and drove all day yesterday to be here today.
3: So you're traveling in order to follow Donald Trump?
6: Basically, I think this is my 21st rally this year since uh, last October. So, yeah. i
3: to ask you why. Why do that? That's, that's a big ask from Nebraska to Iowa to here. That's a lot of miles driving. Why are you doing it?
6: Um, I think we're going to find that there's a bigger picture going on, uh, a bigger story going on behind the scenes. Um, this is a, a good versus evil story. And um, Trump has a lot to do with that.
3: I get the feeling, but tell me if I'm wrong, that we're talking about Q here, or is that wrong?
6: Um, that is one side of it, Yes. That would be correct.
3: You'd believe in the QAnon piece of the, of, the, of, the, of the jigsaw? Yes, 100%.
6: I mean, I've done a lot, extensive research on it, and... Um, Proven everything to be true.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, so, but if I was to summarize it in a nutshell, Q holds the idea that there is a secret kind of cabal of people who prey on children, and there are good people led by Donald Trump who are trying to oppose that. Would that be a fair summary?
6: Yes, that would be fair, uh-huh.
3: Okay, So, and it's Q that you hold to, and that's partly what motivates you to get up at the crack of dawn and drive hundreds of miles to travel across the country to turn out for Donald Trump?
6: I would say... God has me doing that.
3: Obviously, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot you could say about what we just heard and that conversation I just had. But the thing I take away from it is perhaps the best way to understand this is as a kind of religious movement uh, where people believe things and they have texts and sources and faith. And, you know, I'm not even saying religious cult because you don't even have to go there. But there is a degree of religious devotion that means people get up at the crack of dawn in Nebraska and drive thousands of miles because they believe prophecy is being enacted and that Donald Trump, of all people, is somehow the messenger for that. There is a big light in the sky and this crowd who have been waiting a long time are holding up their phones to photograph it. It's almost something religious, this crowd, who have been here with such devotion looking to the light, the slogan on the screen says, Save America, and and now the screen is showing the plane landing, and it's Trump's plane. The man himself is finally here.
2: Out, you have to get out, you have to vote, or we're gonna have a problem. Because our country has never been so bad as it is right now. It's never been in this position. We're not respected any place. They silence dissent and using the full force of government, law enforcement, and the media, because the media, those people right there, they're corrupt, largely corrupt. They are truly the enemy of the people. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before. Let's see, there it is, Trump at 71. Rhonda Sanctimonious at 10%. So, so everybody, I promise you, in the very next very, very, very short period of time, you're going to be so happy.
3: Okay. I mean, fascinating, because officially these events are meant to be when big national figures come in to make the case for the local or state-level candidate. That's the point. So elsewhere in the state, you'd have had Barack Obama just talking about why John Fetterman's a great candidate uh, and Joe Biden doing the same. Donald Trump doesn't do that. Once again, he breaks all the rules because it's all about him. That's what the speech was about. It was actually, it was a campaign rally, It's just the campaign in question is the presidential campaign of 2024. That's what he wanted to talk about. Firstly, relitigating everything he did when he was president, but then literally PowerPoint style flashing up on the big screen polls that show he is the favourite to win in 2024 against his fellow Republicans, all of whom are effectively rivals, and a very telling moment When he flashes up a low number for the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, the candidates themselves, including especially Dr Oz, who needs to win this Senate seat, barely got a look in, spoke for about five minutes as a warm up act, then invited on and spoke maybe for a minute. Uh, No great sort of bond or chemistry between the two men on the stage. It was a pretty lukewarm endorsement, as endorsements go. No, this is the Donald Trump show. The cause Donald Trump cares about is Donald Trump, writing the wrong as he sees it of the stolen election of 2020, and really in his mind, winning power again in 2024. It's the morning after the night before, our heads still full of everything we heard from Donald Trump. But we are now going to head across the state. We're heading east from Pittsburgh, the big city in the west of Pennsylvania to Philadelphia because that too has become a place where the big names are converging. Later this afternoon, Bernie Sanders, favourite of the left of the party, particularly a favourite and big draw despite his age with younger Democrats and activists He's come out too for John Fetterman, boosting that uh, underdog Senate candidate. He's become an underdog. So Sanders is going to try and pull it out. They are throwing everything at this. This is becoming a kitchen sink state, Pennsylvania. So we're going to have to drive. I'm looking here at the Google Maps. It's telling me four hours, 37 minutes. I think that's probably an underestimate. It's going to be a big drive and we'll see what we pick up on the way. Well the vibe couldn't be more different from where we were last night in a big airfield named for a golfer in the Pennsylvania countryside. We are in Philadelphia, we're at the Franklin Music Hall just outside. It basically looks like an indie music venue and looking at the people here, I don't think any of them are over 30, um, whereas I don't think there was many people under 50 at Donald Trump's event. We're here to see and hear Bernie Sanders who, despite being nearly 82 years old, is the big draw Democrats have for younger voters. And they need younger voters to turn out on Tuesday if they are to have any chance of carrying Pennsylvania. They need to rack up big, big majorities, big wins in Philadelphia, where we are right now, in order to offset all those rural conservative voters we encountered yesterday Uh, at the Trump rally and in those kinds of parts of the state. So the people are gathering. He's due on, I think, only in about half an hour. We better head inside. We're backstage, and there's a whole little area set up before the show begins, including one that says, Nail the vote. It's a reference to the Rock the Vote campaign back in 1992, which really drove up youth turnout. Except here, instead of... Rockstar's urging people to vote. We've got a nail bar, that's an impromptu nail bar that's been set up and a line of people getting a quick manicure done as they wait for the speakers.
5: So my name is Jasmine. I'm from Maryland, born and raised, but I moved to Philly recently. So I'm here for the voting show, um, just to see what's going on. You know, elections are coming up November 8th. So just excited to see what the city has planned for that.
3: And have you voted before, or are you a first-time voter? I
5: voted before. I voted, I think this was my second election. Well, I voted in the presidential election, but this is my first like midterm.
3: And how important is this election compared to the last one?
5: I think it's very important this time around. I feel like there's been a lot in terms of like women's rights. um, Just the future of the country as a whole is kind of on, on the line this time around, and so voting is super, super important in this midterm, just to get the people we want to see in Senate, in the House, um, to help just push the direction of the government as a whole, so. What,
3: what's the number one thing that you feel, as a younger voter, is at stake in this election?
5: I, uh, I would just say human rights as a whole for, within this country is on stake this midterm and so it's very important to get out and make sure you're researching who you're voting for to make sure the policies you want to see put in place are going to be put in place.
3: Uh, My name is Paulo, I live in Philadelphia and I'm here to see Bernie Sanders because he's an icon. And why is it important for you to be at this, yes to hear him, but to be at this event which is all about the election on Tuesday? Yes, um, so I am Brazilian, I've been living in America for the last five years and uh, Federman's wife is a Brazilian woman and I think it's so important that she represents immigrants Do you have a vote on Tuesday? Yes, Great. Of course And so will this be your first vote in an American election? Yes, yes And have you made up your mind who you're voting for? I'm voting for Fatherman for sure <laughs> So you're a family that I can see and now your youngest member has got very well placed earmuffs or headphones over his ears to block out the noise you're both wearing bernie t-shirts sweatshirts even you're wearing one the young bernie shirt that's fantastic so tell us if you would your name where you're from and why you've come here tonight
0: my name is jessamine falcone Uh, i live in philadelphia and i came because we share bernie's beliefs we've been a big supporter of his campaign we feel the democrats need to be more bold in order to, um, you know, fend off this rising right wing that is such a uh, threat to our democracy, so you know, planning on voting <laughs> enthusiastically on on Tuesday, and you know, he stands up for us every day. We want to come out here and, and show support to him. <laughs>
3: and what about you?
4: Uh, yeah, Michael Lahane um, from Philadelphia as well. And I think Jess really pointed that out. I mean, Bernie's really one of only a handful of politicians in the whole country actually fighting for, you know, issues that matter to most people. And even to this day, a couple days before, uh, you know, the election, he's really the only one talking about what matters to most people, not looking to get, uh, you know, on cultural touchstones and things like that. But, you know, what do people need to really just survive and thrive in this country? And so we're here to support him uh, because he's
3: the one that's out there pounding the pavement. You've brought your young son with you. Um, he's, he's blocking out the sound right now, but hopefully he'll be able to hear Bernie Sanders and the other speakers. Why was it important to you to bring him along?
0: Well, you know, to share these values with him and we want to raise him to be a fighter. I mean, this country is, you know, scary thing ha- things happening with um, hampering people's right to vote lack of faith in our institutions and we want to make
3: sure that he's a fighter so can we ask a question here so we're going to i wanted to ask you a question which is how old are you and why you came here tonight
5: my name is finn i'm seven years old and
3: i'm here because my mom made me I've got my access all areas passed. We've just been led backstage actually. The whole setup, like I said, is as if you're here for a show, it's dark already, the lights are the stage lights are on. But we've been led backstage because we're going to meet the person responsible for this event and events like it all around the country. All about driving up the turnout of young people.
1: My name is Cristina Sensun-Ramirez and I'm the president of Next Gen America. Next Gen America is the country's largest youth vote organization that last election helped mobilize one in nine young voters across the country. And we are mobilizing millions of young people for this election.
3: So young voters have played a crucial part before. What sense are you getting of their degree of engagement and intensity of interest this time around? Obviously, the people who've come here on a Sunday evening to listen to political speeches, they're engaged but the great massive young voters outside this hall, how engaged are they, do you think?
1: So the last two elections have produced the highest youth voter turnout in American history. Contrary to popular belief, young people, this is actually the generation that is most politically engaged, even more so than in the 1960s in the United States, more politically aware, more engaging in protest, and also voting. 2022, we are seeing young people turn out, but they haven't reached the record numbers they reached in 2018. Young people historically turn out closest to election day. And so we are working everywhere we can. And that's part of what this tour is with the most popular elected official in the country for young people, Bernie Sanders.
3: And then what about that? The man's nearly 82 years old. How come it's an 82 year old who is the most popular with younger voters?
1: He's not the youngest elected official, but he's the most popular with young people. It's because he's authentic, and he stands up on the issues that young people care about, and he's pushed the entire Democratic Party to cancel student debt, to center raising the minimum wage, to talk about tackling climate change to the scale and ambition necessary to tackle the problem. And so the big issues that young people have been pushing for for years, Bernie uplifted them, and they really have taken center stage in the Democratic Party.
3: Is it a worrying thing long term for the Democrats that their biggest draw for younger voters is in his ninth decade? Shouldn't there be a new cater of young leaders who also get these people out on a Sunday evening?
1: Well, the exciting part about what Bernie Sanders did as a candidate for president is also he built a movement of other young progressive candidates running. There is now a core cohort of young people in Congress that look much more like the generation of young people across our country. And they are advocating for those issues as well. So it's not not just just
3: so that people. Oh, uh,
1: Congresswoman Alexandria ocasio Cortez, AOC, a new congressman that will come from my home state of Texas, uh, Greg Kassar. You know, you have Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Katie Porter, many other people that have one on economic populist platform that speaks to a younger generation.
3: So you mentioned this is just one event, but you're doing events like this, not just in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania, but all over. Tonight, though, in the home straight, the business end of the campaign season, you are in Pennsylvania. Why is that?
1: Pennsylvania is the birthplace of American democracy, and we want to make sure it continues to live on um, in not just Pennsylvania, but across our country. There is a clear party in this country that seems to no longer believe in democracy, which is the Republican Party. And so we know that whether democracy lives or dies, a lot of that comes back home here to Pennsylvania and to the young voters of this state.
3: So conventional wisdom, I learned, in American politics is very often wrong. Some would say almost always wrong. But the conventional wisdom right now is that Democrats made a mistake by talking too much about abortion and about the threat to democracy that Republicans, they say, are posing. And they should have talked about bread and butter issues, about the economy and about crime, and they're going to pay a price on Tuesday. Young people, though, it seems, from what you're saying, those issues about abortion and the threat to democracy are very important to young people. Does that mean there's a kind of... A difference, a contrast between what motivates young people to vote and what is going to motivate everyone else in the country?
1: Young people are like a lot of older voters. They have multiple issues that they care about. There is a surge, especially in Pennsylvania, of young women that have registered post the decision of Roe. And we saw that happen in Pennsylvania. There's now a 10-point difference in new registrations in many states from women to men. That historically has never happened in the United States, but it's happened because women's rights were set back 50 years by the Supreme Court. We know it's important to talk about economic justice and reproductive justice. You have to speak to the pain of young people and to the pain of the American people, but also talk about their power to make a difference on these issues. Thank, thank you. you yeah, thank
5: you. Let me Make some noise and
7: a warm welcome for Senator Bernie Sanders! Tuesday is going to be a very important day in American history. And our job together is to make sure that it is a great day, not a disaster. Let's elect John Fetterman and Summer League. of you are aware of, the Supreme Court of the United States, a very right-wing extremist Supreme Court came up with an abominable decision. And they said that women in America are too dumb to be able to control their own bodies. We disagree. If you believe we have got to save the planet for future generations, let us have the courage to take on the greed of the fossil fuel industry and transform our energy system. But the most important reason that we are experiencing 8.2% inflation, in fact, more than half of that, is attributable directly to corporate greed. Extremism is when young people do the right thing, get a college degree, and have to spend 20 years paying off their student debt. That's extremism. And the vast majority of Americans understand that we have got to raise the minimum wage
3: to a living wage. Well, Bernie Sanders was the last stop in our tour of Pennsylvania. In fact, really, the last stop of our tour across the United States before we head to Washington DC for the election day itself and for the results I mean just on that the contrast we have seen in Pennsylvania alone Bernie Sanders and the young students a lot of them of Philadelphia a different world from the world that we were in just 24 hours earlier in rural Pennsylvania addressed by Donald Trump Uh, You know, I don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. No one does. The polling says it's going to be a big night for Republicans. And yet pollsters and the conventional wisdom, the pundits, have been wrong before. Could it be there's some wave of women particularly ready to turn out about abortion rights that could confound all the expectations? Who knows? But one thing you really do know about everything we've seen is that America is so divided not just politically into Republicans and Democrats but into two different cultures two different nations almost they're different worlds they don't they have different sources of information they believe different things they look different they sound different they are two nations inside this one and however it lands on Tuesday red or blue that division is really perennial now and getting deeper, more embedded. That's not going to be ended by the outcome of Tuesday, whichever way it falls. As I said, our next stop is Washington DC. We'll be there on election day and election night, coming to you with results as we get them. And then again, on Wednesday, when we have much more of a picture uh, to analyse and to break down. The producer is Danielle Stevens, the executive, Jagruti-Dave. I'm Jonathan Friedland. Thanks, as always, for listening.
0: This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?